0: Hello. Hi John. Hi Merlin. How's it going? Merlin, Merlin. John Roderick. John 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 Oh you're way ahead of me. Ooh. Oof. 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 Yeah. That's fine. Oh. What's the stink Oof. on it? Oh. Ooh. Uh. Ooh. Minor seventh coming Ooh. down. Minor seventh in your face. Oh yeah. Minor seven with an added uh, E-string dingus. Ooh. You can't stop the Skype Jam! How? How? Woo! Wow, you know, you're peop- full of beans.
1: Yeah, people don't uh, people
0: don't give you enough credit for your singing voice. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um I have a very problematic voice. How so? Well, I'm glad you asked. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, my voice, I've got a weird, like when I record and stuff, it's really, Mm -hmm. it's kind of sharp. But like, Mm. I I, I know in my head what key a song is in. Mm -hmm. This has been Mm -hmm. remarked upon by people. That when I do sing a song with my terrible voice that sounds like a broken soprano saxophone, which it does, (laughs) because I got Mm -hmm. sinus issues, it's not funny, it's a health condition. That is not, No. I uh, I usually know what key a thing is in. I used to tune my guitar by knowing in my head what uh, what a song sounded like. Oh, you could just find an A just out of the... Yeah, like, um, if I... Okay, so I'm just going to try this. I don't know if this is right. Mm. right. Bum, 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 bum. I'm going to say bum, bum is a D. Bum, bum, bum. All right, let's check it bum. out here. Bum, 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 Oh, fuck me Wait. gently. I might've done a uh, but, G. Yeah, but, uh, it used to be I've got a lot of health problems, John. I don't have the I don't have the ears and the nose that I used to. But thank you for saying that. I listened to a lot of Smiths this weekend. Did you really? I did. I watched a bunch of documentaries and now I've been listening to the Smiths. Oh. What is it our friend Smith. says? Is Andy? What does he say? He always sings the second. Oh yeah. He sings the second.
1: You can't unhear it's, that. You know, Johnny Marr uh just played here in Seattle and I missed him with because, Eddie Vedder? Uh, I don't. I don't think Eddie Vedder was there. Although oh, was they indeed. did a
0: cover I saw on YouTube. I didn't. Um, they did, um, I did. There's a light that never goes out. Together. Oh, isn't that Take sweet? Me and he out came here, he Came here to Seattle and did that. Uh, uh, Eddie Vedder showed up. I looked up, up Eddie Vedder, Johnny yeah. Marr, one of my all-time favorite Smith songs. Yeah. In Rolling Stone, 20 hours ago. Uh, this is at the, oh, this is at the Ohana Music Festival in Dana Point, California. There it is. Not here. He seems like a good sport. Who, Eddie Vedder? Yeah.
1: He seems Gosh. like a gamer. Well, you know, Eddie Vedder, things worked out for him.
0: Oh, I see. You know, his history is written by the Vedders.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, exactly. Typically, It's
1: like, it's like he, um, I get the feeling that he's living his best life. Uh, which is a phrase that I had never heard before this year, and now I say it all the time. Living his best life. Do you think he's speaking his yeah. truth? I can't tell whether he's speaking his truth or not. That's harder for me to gauge. Okay. If uh, if I look at somebody and I feel like they're speaking their truth, that's really not a that's not a thing I feel I feel qualified to assess about another person.
0: I understand from a remove also based on one episode of Portlandia, he also seems to have a little bit of a sense of humor about himself because he was on Portlandia and it was very funny.
1: Although it's not entirely uh, clear whether, in a situation like that, it is the Carrie Brownsteins who have written a thing that oh. gives the impression of one yeah. being self-aware. I don't know. Trader do not... Joe's. <laughs> my uh, my feeling about uh, Pearl Jam in general around here, knowing a few of them, mm-hmm. um, and having interacted, I I think with. With uh, all of them, the exception being, weirdly, Matt Cameron.
0: I don't think I I even know that name. Well, he's the the drummer. Oh, okay. You got Eddie Vedder. You got the guy with the hat. You got Mm -hmm. the other guy. Jeff and right? Yes. Yep. But uh,
1: it's funny because you would think uh, that Matt Cameron, being the uh, drummer for Pearl Jam and Soundgarden, that uh, that I would have had some interaction with him. I've certainly seen him, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but every one of the other members of the band, I've had, <clears throat> you know, more than just encounters, all the way to interactions, hang, not hangs exactly. You've had you but, have anecdotes, but Vetter and I have hung.
0: Mm-hmm, We've hung. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: I walked into a room one time, and uh, Eddie Vetter turned and said,
0: "John, huh. how's that? Mom. How do you like that?" He knows your name. That's nice. That's, you know, isn't that nice? It's super. I mean, it's super nice because I don't remember names. Bono wouldn't remember my name. I almost exclusively choose friends named John just to deal with this. Well, it's easy to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but when I think of Pearl Jam
1: and their fans and the entire operation, the mm-hmm. the like entire grouping that falls under the heading Pearl Jam and Associates. Yes. Everything that's Pearl Jam adjacent. Mm-hmm. The first word that comes to
0: mind is not funny. I've been sitting on this because you were talking. I'm sitting, I'm turning it over in my head. I've been turning it over and over. Why they did not connect with me hardly at all most of the time. And the the thing that kept coming into my head while you were speaking and I was listening was I think they seemed a little too serious now i'm not against serious music i'm not even against pretentious music in the good way you love serious and pretentious music i do la 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 uh but um i don't know if morrissey seems to have a little bit of a sense of humor about himself but but the, but they, mm, but they they seemed at the time like a little too serious for what they were doing this is not i don't yeah. mean it as a slam yeah no 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 but no, not a slam. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But you gotta do that. You gotta, you gotta walk the walk of whatever your genre is. Like walk you don't. Like Joe Strummer doesn't want you to know he's pretty like solidly upper middle class. <laughs> that doesn't. That's not on brand for the Clash. Oh no,
1: no, it is not.
0: No. The only time he got lost in the supermarket is when his mom took him there. Am I right? It was. Hmm. Heard mm-hmm. that.
1: It was extremely uh, difficult at that time in that place to know exactly how to be. I have, to, I have to say that because, as we've talked about before, I was there also. Mm-hmm. I did not know how to be. They had a lot, of, a lot more pressure
0: on them than I did, although it's really hard to gauge how much pressure a person feels. Well, you're, felt, you're, you're, being very, you're opening the books on the things that you don't or can't know, and I just I want to send you aloha for that. Yeah, I cannot know how, how much pressure they felt. I can only know how much pressure I felt.
1: Mm. But I remember at the time feeling like everyone in Seattle was too fucking serious about what they were doing. You know, it's just where like murder city devils. Where were they from?
0: They were from Seattle murder city. Devils. They seem very like on the one hand, they kind of want, when I saw them, I saw them at on the hill one time. And I remember thinking like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. like they were like, okay, who was that band that I liked in the nineties? They, they did the uh, girl, you're a woman now. Oh, uh, it's a da-da, urge da-da. Overkill. Like a band like that. They pretended they were being serious about themselves, but like they were basically silly. Sure, you can't do, be serious about yourself in those outfits. Well, I think they were having fun with it. They we'll were sort be of a woman's That's not anywhere near their best song, but but well, that's okay. Not, they didn't even write that song. You know, No no, no, no. It's what, Dusty Springfield. No. No, that's your man, uh, uh, Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. I Yeah. I should know that. Doing. Oh, wait, we haven't cursed. Hang on. <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the line is brought to you in part by Slack. You can learn more about Slack right now by visiting Slack.com. Slack is a collaboration hub for work, whatever work you do. With Slack, the right people in your team are kept in the loop, and the information they need is always at their fingertips. Teamwork on Slack happens in channels, letting you organize conversations and information around projects, offices, and teams. And because everything you need to work is in one place, it's faster and easier to get things done. With Slack, your team is better connected, and you can go and find out more right now by going to slack.com. Slack is going to let you reduce emails and streamline your team's communication. That's because Slack connects the tools and services that you need all in one place. Slack allows you to organize your team with real-time messaging, video or voice calls, group file sharing, and searchable archives, all in one easy app It also will save you time and improve productivity because there's no more searching through old emails for that one follow-up or looking through multiple systems to find what you're looking for. -uh. No more switching across multiple tabs and platforms. It's all in one place. It is all in Slack. I'm a huge fan of Slack. I personally participate on a regular basis in about four different Slacks. It's been hugely useful to me, and it's a lot of fun. I use it for podcasts that I do. It makes it easy to talk to my producer and the people who do the ads, and we do it all in one little channel where we don't bother anybody else. Doctor Who people are in the Doctor Who channel. Podcast people are in the podcast channel, and it works a treat. It's just the best. So uh, so please, uh, right now, we want you to go to Slack because that's where work happens. Slack. You learn more at slack.com. Slack.com. Our thanks to Slack for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. <laughs> oh, that was, where did that bell come from? That's like a hotel bell. That is when the text is read. In the read, it is said, one must. Hit the bed and not curse for thirty seconds, on either side. I think we're probably good. Um. Ow. Now, see, now I don't have. I don't have. A I uni- feel like we just went on a
1: Nantucket sleigh ride, and I don't know whether I'm the whale or the boat or the rope. <laughs> you could be the squid.
0: <laughs> You could be, uh, you could be the uh, yeah, the, the chestnut on the open fire. Yeah, but okay. I, I don't have a unified field theory about this. But you take an urge overkill, they act like they're serious, but they're having fun with it, right? You know, I, I saw them in a small club
1: early on in the uh, in their touring life, mm-hmm. and they showed up, and uh, they were wearing jumpsuits and big uh, sunglasses mm-hmm. and like high heeled boots, mm-hmm. and the whole thing. And they, the entire night, you know, it's a small bar. Sister
0: Havana. That's the song I, I like. That's the one you like. I like that song. Uh, they,
1: uh, they, you know, they, they hung out in the bar mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then they got up and they played their show. And there was a nice crowd and everybody was very appreciative. And the entire time they never broke character, which was
0: that they were kind of like really, really um, uh, cool.
1: I, I think there's a, I bet
0: there's a double turns out. I bet the double turns out is they're a little they're, they they seem serious but they're acting silly. But I bet they were ultimately very serious, and I wouldn't be surprised if they did drugs. Uh, I think that they did drugs when I was in Ken Stringfellow's
1: band, Ooh. and this is a time when you and I met
0: one another. This is literally when we met
1: uh, on that same tour. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's um, a good album. Still a good album. Yeah, it's a nice album. That Ken Stringfellow touched album. Mm. Um. Was it that down, down,
0: down Like Me? Is that that song I like?
1: That was a great song, Down oh, Like God, Me. Oh, God, such a good song.
0: Um, urge Overkill uh,
1: came to the show. Uh, Nash Cato came to the Ken Stringfellow show in Chicago, and it was a very funny scene being on tour with Ken at that time because all <laughs> the – like when we played in Minneapolis um, – all of the uh, Babes in Toyland gals came. And then when we played in Chicago, the Urge Overkill dudes. And it was just like a um, it was a slice of life of bands that had been popular,
0: but not that popular in nineteen. 19- but the Posies, weren't the Posies, when you say a little bit of a band's band? I mean, they, they got big with that one record and kind of with that other record. But they were always kind of like a band that bands like, right? I mean, they were very accomplished. Yeah,
1: you know, no? I don't know. It's hard for me, you know, from my perspective which is the only one I can really speak from. Oh, God, I love this new John. This I is October not, John. I did not see the Posies as a musician's band as much as I saw them as a band for people. Uh, let's see. For, uh, I saw them as a band for gals that uh, wore flowery uh, dresses high-waisted dresses and combat boots, mm. but not exactly the kind that I liked. Mm. The other kind where the dresses were rayon oh, and the girls,
0: nuanced.
1: the girls like parted their hair in the middle and wore their hair straight. You know, I liked a cotton dress Okay. where the girls had kind of, uh, a big, a big shock of curly hair. Yeah. Like Lola Brigida
0: hair. Yes. Yes. And
1: the, and the posies had, uh, the girls that like the posies had really straight hair, Mm -hmm. like really like ironed and they smoked, um, not, not like Marlboro's, which is the kind of girl that I liked, but they smoked like some kind of fancy cigarettes. What's that one? American apparel. What's the one everybody smokes? Yeah. Oh Ameri- no. Yeah. Well, American Spirit. Yeah. And those came along right about in that era. They got right? they
0: got big. And this is, is this before menthol got popular.
1: No, I, menthol's never. Ugh, no. I mean, menthol's Most always. Most people been I know think- smoked
0: menthol. Did it so nobody would bump cigarettes off them. It's a prison trick. Yeah, that's a terrible trick mm-hmm. though. Dishwashers. Just- Dishwashers always smoked. Uh, they call them Newports. Yeah, it's like uh, smoking that, that gasoline weed. So you got, you got, over here, you got the Posies fans, which are gals in rayon dresses and straight prep, prep school hair. And then over here, you've got the com, com, combat booted Jewesses with, with the Tangle. And, right. and tangle. T- totally, totally different cigarettes.
1: Yeah, the, the girls, uh, the Tangle girls, like the uh, the girls that uh, I liked, wore, their lipstick was too red. Mm. Whereas the Posies girls wore lipstick that was too purple. Mm-hmm you know it was too dark mm-hmm. both both lipsticks were too dark okay. but but the but my lipstick girls were it was too bright it was like re- it was like 50s red mm-hmm. i know it's a very bluish red i know the, I yeah, know the red yeah but they were just like they were trying to throw some they were trying to throw something at us with some 50s red lips mm-hmm. and and dyed black curly hair and mm-hmm. then the posies side was like 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 purple magenta lips okay. and i so it was a whole different thing it's very, very nuanced scene whole different scene. Okay, um, but so the but the bands that came out to see Ken when we were on tour were obviously bands that had that they had run into each other in the world during the era when everybody was looking at that mm-hmm. kind of music and trying to squeeze it for whatever they could get, you know, and um, and so those bands all like I think they felt a common bond in that they'd been. They had been squeezed, but also, you know, like who had, who'd really, well, how much juice had anyone really gotten out?
0: Right. It's kind of like a rock and roll support group. Like you might, these are bands that you might've seen at Lollapalooza and really liked and maybe seen on 120 minutes, but there was probably not a poster of them like on your block anywhere.
1: Yeah, maybe there was a poster for the, that one movie that had all those bands on the soundtrack. That one band?
0: I, I know the one you mean. I know the reality reality, sucks. The reality fights. If yeah. you had that on your wall, then effectively, like, Ken could come into your dorm
1: and say, Oh, I see you have my poster on your wall. And the girl would go, Huh? Yeah.
0: It's a, vamp- oh. it's a vampire loophole. If, oh, he, if he already, right. if, if you have put up a poster that it features, it could be Austin Powers, anything where he's ha- had music that appeared in the movie, he, yeah. you technically do not have to invite him in. He could just slide in through your window. That's right. And you, you wouldn't That's know saying, in the morning.
1: Oh, I see. Why is there dirt in
0: my bed? He I'm sleeps sure, better man. that way.
1: My band on your wall,, <laughs> but everyone was so fucking serious, but there are there 's different seriouses right like you oh, Nir-
0: sing it, sister,
1: Nirvana had what you would call i think a sense of humor about themselves, although not really, but definitely more than you would have said Pearl Jam had a sense of
0: humor I think them. very much so. I mean, I think yeah, the on brand music video version of them might be, might have been kind of serious, but they Ooh, they did not shy away from a certain amount of a remove, whether it's Chris Novoselic having a baseball on his head or the, the, mm. the spinning like mirror ball at their concerts. Like they they were having fun with it.
1: Well, yeah, except they except nothing was fun. No, Merlin. Remember?
0: remember? I, I do remember. It wasn't allowed to
1: be fun. No, we weren't allowed to have fun, and so all of that was <sighs> ironic fun it looked it was supposed to look like what fun was supposed to this look like this is why if you i like the matador
0: bands this is why i this is why i like the north carolina bands like they yeah. were they were silly and they were fun. Like there was a whole bunch of like bands, like dressed like robots. Like there was all mm-hmm. kinds of people having fun in the '90s. But it all got yeah, sure. like it was all obscured by these by these guys, you know, with fur oh, hats. Oh no! You were front and center at the Aquabats show. I, I was. Know you were. I was. There was Manor <laughs> Astro Man. Used to come yes. through town all the time. That was they consistently super duper fun. Like really good musicians, but a great stage show in this tiny little bar we used to go to. I'm sorry, I'm Aquabats you off your are tab. also really good. Our Aquabats musicians? a kids band. No, Who am I thinking Aquabats? of? Aquabats. Am I thinking uh, of Wiggle Man? Who am I thinking of? Yeah, the Wiggles. <laughs> the Wiggles oh, that's the w-
1: it. <laughs> you know, may, maybe the Aquabats turned into a Kid's Wiggle band. Wiggle Man or
0: Astro Man. That's, they were not a Kid's band.
1: Oh, and remember uh, remember, uh, um, Dread
0: Zeppelin? Of oh, course. I were saw Dread Zeppelin when I was in college. Dread Zeppelin. Dread Zeppelin. They were having a little too much fun with it. That was pretty fun. That was that was an interesting time. Late eighties were, were 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 a really good time. I re, I'm not going to talk about it because I don't like telling you about bands that I like. I've recently yeah. discovered this band from New Zealand that I'm utterly obsessed with. Who writes just, I mean, like I said on Twitter yesterday that like if, this album would have been my favorite album in 1990 because it's almost everything I love, pretty much everything I love about late eighties, early nineties indie pop. I mean, uh-huh. just unapologetic hooks but so much fun great voice and I, I i miss that time i miss you see this in if you ever look at my spotify list i make for the show I, I i miss that time i miss i miss throwing muses like i i miss the breeders i miss like and the breeders were having don't you think the breeders were having fun no well i mean they no, had the heroin they but like, were so on drugs but but apart from the drugs wasn't there fun
1: no i like, do i do not believe that uh, this is my this is my critique of generation x all
0: right Oh boy. Are you ready? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I'm gonna have some more coffee. Okay, John, what's as much as you can say in, in mm-hmm. your in your newly revealed nuanced open books October mode? Yes, t- tell me a little bit about the times. What was going on back then?
1: Well, Merlin, mm-hmm. let me explain a little. Let mm-hmm. me explain a little bit of the Generation X backstory. You were there for this. I was. I was mm-hmm. right in the thick of it, and I yeah. feel like I can speak to
0: this. Oh, you've got some time. Question. you got some time, some distance from it.
1: Whew, I have and i and i I've, I've spent a little time with it. i've I've met other generation X people and mm-hmm. talked to them
0: about their experience
1: strength and hope in the wild man mm-hmm. on the street. I run into them. I recognize them because of our secret signals mm-hmm. and because of the of the brand. Right? Hold up the, a copy uh, of Might magazine. <laughs> I do. I, uh, I I squeeze a little lemon juice on them, and you can see their uh, you oh, can see all the their, their runes. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, Generation X Ooh. never. Generation X. Our entire philosophy, our entire way of looking at the world, was one hundred percent reactionary. Mm-hmm. All we did was react to what had come before, with either disdain, or fear, or contempt, or,
0: uh, or uh, really all reactions in that family. We did we not. Were, we were uh, to to almost to a person. We were totally fine to live down to the lack of expectations that people had presented for us.
1: Well, that, but we were also, I think, traumatized by the Cold War, constantly, yeah. you, you get know, the nu- const- you nu- nuclear The the, nucle- the nuclears are always poised. And mm-hmm. so we did not believe that there was much of a future. There was no hope for the future. Yeah. We did not believe in capitalism. We saw through capitalism and realized that it was a dead end and like life destroying force. Mm-hmm. But we also watched the death of, you know, the global death of what had been international communism. It seemed like a like a dead end.
0: We were, we were there for the the wide rollout for the rise of irony. Yep, it was. We were
1: we were front and center. We saw the baby boomers had created cool things, but uh, cool music and cool ideas. But then we watched them squander it, just just squander it, and turn into the worst, most bloated like dead eyed uh. generation in history. So although we had the legacy of their great music and their great sort of cultural moment, we also s- sort of felt nostalgia for a time before they'd come and ruined everything with their fat, stupid faces. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we,
1: you know, yeah. we, We lived just (laughs) in the shadow, and they wouldn't go away.
0: They wouldn't go away. Go away! Like the, I mean, the kept uh, sucking up all the air. Yes, but I mean, like even not to shoot fish in a barrel here, but like I mean, just just the Rolling Stones alone. It's like, guys, how can I love you if you don't go away?
1: Knock it off! We love your music. I want to
0: love you. I want to paint it black. I see yeah, a red door, and I want you to stop doing doing
1: albums, please. We don't. We don't want these steel wheelses. No, we do keep not want your wheels, Sam. I am. Mm. Uh, we're we're just we're, we we came just after Kennedy, Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. Uh, we came just after the civil rights movement, just after all the excitement of the mid twentieth century, after all of those things had been ruined and murdered and set on fire. Mm-hmm. And so we ha- we never developed a forward motion or a philosophy of our own. Mm-hmm. Our full, ph- our philosophy as a generation was just that everything else sucked or was ruined. And so we came into middle age feeling like that was sufficient. Like, like we still were wise somehow because we knew that everything sucked. And the, the latest generation, the millenniums, mm-hmm. Do not did not have that baggage, and the millenniums have developed a philosophy
0: of life and of the world. Like they, there is a, f- a fundamentally different view of the world that we did not were never capable of coming up with as, right. as a people. They have
1: what I can what I perceive to be forward motion. They have a plan and they have a. They're, and they're
0: not they're, they're they're like part of the defining. It feels like from a remove part of the defining characteristic is not counting on the past or the present to help you with pretty much anything that like we there's, there's so little that we can count on uh, the things that, that historically we've been able to count on. And that, that goes in a million different ways, but just basically we're going, yeah, whatever. Like what's on Spotify now, I'll never own a house. <laughs> well, I, and what, what intrigues me is that um,
1: they have a, they have a lot of the same contempt that we have for past processes, mm-hmm. but they don't have the resignation. That we had,
0: they don't have that feeling that we're that we had, which was like, ugh. Well, yeah. Like, like, did you ever, like, in 1990, did you think apartheid was going to end anytime soon? I just no. assumed apartheid would just go always always go on forever. Well, and it would, and so we were set against it. And when it went away,
1: we just kind of turned whatever we were against about apartheid and turned it to something else. Right? Mm-hmm. We just we were always against the status quo, but never really articulated a future beyond not what was right. Mm-hmm. Just our, our, the future, our future version was like, well, not this. And you still see that a lot. You see that a lot in the, in the left, which is like, not this. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, then what? Well, mm-hmm. not this, not this is better than this. And it's like, uh, no, actually
0: something is better than this, but like, it has what, to, to like be permanently. Something. We're permanently 19 years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that sense of being 19 and having that world weariness about everything that you've been through, but like you know, I I, I don't know, I don't know, you know yeah. the the millennials, they're old souls.
1: Well, I don't know about that. Um, I mean, you know, I disagree with a lot of of. Uh, well, like say, say m- what you will about millennium the tenets of millennialism, but it's at least it's an ethos. But it is an ethos. Yeah. And what I watch is a lot of Generation X people uh, start to adopt millennium ethos. Because they never had, they never developed their own ethos. Mm. And that's what makes, I'm so frustrated with Generation X because we have, we could be helpful now. And we're not. Um, We're just paralyzed by the fact that we never came up with anything. Yeah. And so we're sitting around and it's like, oh, so now I'm the middle-aged one that's a problem? That's not, I'm the ironic one with the the backwards baseball hat. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And, and there's no, we don't have anything to stand, to stand for and say like, well, no, we're in favor of this because we never were in favor of anything. Mm-hmm. All we were in favor of was like, Ugh, you know, like more, like less distortion or whatever. Like we didn't even like distortion, which was the thing we had invented. Mm. I mean, not invented, but well, like, we perfected distortion and yes. then hated us, hated ourselves for even that. We, we made distortion scale. Come on. Yes. Yes. Anyway, so here we are, and now you still want me to think that Morrissey is good. I mean, the you know, dogs well, and cats sleeping together. Well, Jesus. let's
0: let's sleep that. So, yeah. so you're playing with Ken Stringfellow. Yeah. Um I never uh, met Matt Cameron in all the days. Still. I've seen him. Mm-hmm. I've seen
1: him. He's walked past me a bunch of
0: times. No, you, did, look, you look, at a Kurt, look at a Kurt Block. Look at a Kurt never, Block. Never that fun. guy's oh. that guy's having fun. Kurt Block is having fun. He's having so he can't stop jumping. He's having so but, much fun. But here's the thing about Kurt Block: I cannot get so I so Kurt and I hung out two days ago. Oh man, you introduced me to him. It was one of the greatest days of my life. Yeah, I went. It was over, all I could do not to just go all out about like, oh man, still there's hope for everything. God, I love that guy. Oof. Yeah. he's uh,
1: he's he is uh, he's one of the greats, and he and I were hanging out, and you know I've known Kurt nice. for thirty five nice. years. Yeah but I still cannot entirely get inside the head of Kurt Block. I can get inside the hat of Jeff Ament. <laughs> it's a big hat. It's a very but, large
0: hat. That's right. And
1: I can, I know what's in there. I know what's in there. Kurt There's Block, some
0: uh, Kurt Block has a quality. He has a quality to him. He has a, uh, one might say childlike quality, but how does one say in a way that one won't mind being yelled at on, uh, on the internet later, but he has, a, let's say a childlike quality. He does, but also extremely
1: perceptive, acute intelligence. Hmm. And so if you ever, if you ever like uh, what, what ends up happening with Kurt block is that he, is, he, people underestimate him because they see him on stage and he's like, wahoo. Right. And they're like, wow, what a fun guy. But then he's also like got a lot going on. He's hmm. a complicated man with a lot of smarts, huh. uh, but he also is in touch with the side of himself that will wear, uh, that will wear kind of ridiculous sideburns for a while just because. Because mm-hmm. why not? Because they're fun. Why not? And then he'll go through a phase where he's like, uh, you know, from now on, uh, when you ask me how I'm doing, I'm going to say zibbity zap. That's mm. what I'm going to say for the next month. That's fine. When you say, how's it going? I'm going to say zibbity zap. Zibbity zap. Zibbity zap. Zibbety and zibbety everybody zap. goes, Kurt Block, he says zibbity zap. But Oof. then, you know, he doesn't. If you come up to him a year later and say zibbity zap, mm-hmm. he'll remember. He'll, he'll be like, yeah, Zibby's that, but it's not what he's into now. Okay. Okay. It's very—I—I I admire it very much, but I cannot access
0: it inside. I cannot have that much fun. I don't another, know. Another another thing you're aware of that you don't have access to. Yeah. You're—you seem very self-aware of this this week.
1: Well, you know how do you how do you how do you learn to have access? So yeah. my sister brought me a book. or no, no. I'm sorry, not brought me, gave me for my birthday. Get this mm-hmm. right. Uh, it's here it, here it is. It's my birthday. It's my 50th birthday. Here it is. It's, it's looming here. What are you going to get me for my 50th birthday? I'm a guy, it's hard to buy presents for me, right? Mm-hmm. What are you going to get me? You know, 50th birthday. It's got to, you know, you don't give me nothing. I'm feeling you the pressure. I'm feeling the pressure right give now. Me I got I, I, give
0: me I one of those coming up in my household.
1: Yeah. You're going to get me a scarf. You're going to get me a, what is it going to be? You're going to yeah. give me a der- Derringer. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and so here's what my sister gets me. It didn't arrive in time for my birthday. It showed up at my door a couple of days later. She got me a book, which happens to be a book that she likes, which is a self-help book. Okay. So right there, you're like, get someone a self-help book for their 50th birthday. Kind of like some, buying somebody soap. <laughs> it's a little bit. I think you'd yeah, like this. It's a little bit like, yeah, buy, buying somebody like a fragrance. I got you that this because I love fragrance. you. And she got me a book called The Presence Process, which she handed me or which arrived in the mail. And then she explained, listen, The Presence Process is really hard to read because it reads like it was written for a five-year-old and you will hate it and be really frustrated by it. But there's a lot of wisdom in it about living in the moment. And so I received this book as a, I received this as a present, which feels not quite like a present. So The Presence Process was sitting on the table in my living room. And I would walk past and I would look at it and I would think about, this is a self-help book written for a five-year-old, mm-hmm. but I need to read it. I need to wade through it somehow to find the germ of an idea. I feel like maybe if I just Googled the presence process and read the Wikipedia yeah, page. Yeah, that's what I just did. Right? Solve
0: solve the issue for me, not have to read it. You can visit and the presenceprocessportal.com. Yeah. I'm not
1: likely to do that either. But my, So my mom comes so through lavender. Mhm, it is yeah, it's lavender. It looks like it looks like a some it looks like a vanity press perfect bound book, right? That somebody just oh, printed off a right. bunch of Kinkos. Okay. <laughs> so my my mom comes through the room and she says, "Oh, you've got the Presents Process. Did Susan give that to you?" And I said, "Yeah." And she said, "Oh, well, it, you're going to hate it." And I'm like, "Yeah, I've heard." And she says, "Yeah, but it's, you know, it's got interesting things in there. It's just written for a 5-year-old." And I go, "Yeah, yeah, I've heard all this. <laughs> and so then the next day my mom shows up with a different book. Oh. And she says this book is also uh difficult to read and you will hate it. E- Eckhart Tolle. Uh no, mm. let's see. Uh it's uh I don't I don't have it right here. Jonathan Livingston Seagull. No, I've read that and okay. I, and I enjoyed that, but okay. I you know I was 10. Yeah. Um, no, it was another book in the in the same family of the presence process, like mindfulness. Something about mindfulness, right? Mm-hmm. Something about mindfulness. Oh, I'm dying and, to know. And so, uh, so my mom says, you know, uh, you need to read this book, and this will help you uh, read the presence process. Because once you've read this book, then you will be able to. So here, I, I looked up the presence process, and I'm looking at some books here. The completion process. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Alchemy of the Heart. Alchemy of the Heart. We've mm-hmm. got Loving What Is. We've mm. got Walking with the Tiger. No, Waking the Tiger. Rawr. A New Earth, Awakening Your Life's Purpose, that's your Eckhart Tolle. You've got The Stillness Speaks, another Tolle. Oh, he's written a lot of these books, The Power of Now. The Power of, that of Now
0: is what I would have guessed. But now I'm guessing it might be something like a John Kabat-Zinn book. Maybe. Or uh, some kind of like a, 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 one of the classic mindfulness books. A mindful book. A like book a, of- maybe, a, maybe a Pima Chodron. A Pima Chodron, could sure. Be a Pima could, Chodron. Pima. She's got two diureses in her last name.
1: I'll take two Pima Chodrons and a diurese to go. Could I get a venti diuresis?
0: And uh, okay. And is that a Pima Chodron? So you me, got you got a you, you got a that? you got a. At this point, you've got two books to read. You read one book, so you can read the other book. Are you just hoping, hoping against hope at this point that somebody does not introduce a third book that you need to read before the one your mom gave you? Well, I put the two books together, hoping they would cancel each other out and create like a, a like a
1: portal to another <laughs> world. <laughs> it didn't
0: happen. Like self-help antimatter. I was like, <laughs>
1: and then I could see through a, like a like a vibrating circle. <laughs> Um, so, but, but so, so then my mom sat down and she said, here's what you need to do, which is one of the, her favorite ways of starting a sentence. Here's what you need. to she do. She sells it though. She's, she she's not
0: just some dingling coming along. Like she's, she's, she often has a plan.
1: Well, my sister too. And
0: yeah, I've heard yeah. them both lay
1: out many a plan for me. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is not a new one. This is a re we're revisiting a long-standing plan for me.
0: This is very unmindful to be trying to fix like how you were when you were 13. But well, so you should give they, them a book about acceptance. What I, <laughs> but what first I, you need to read this.
1: So I, I end up sitting, I sit and I have to do that thing where I, I focus, I do not allow my eyes to unfocus because you can see when my eyes unfocus, and, and when, when, when you become conscious that my eyes have unfocused, then it's like, "Am I boring you?" You know, I get this from my sister or my mom. Like, "Am I boring you?" And it's you not get slightly okay to slack say like, jawed. You get slightly I, slack, slack jawed too. I cannot, I cannot say you are boring me right. because I will, uh, because a world of hurt will descend upon me. So mm-hmm. I have to keep my eyes partially enough focused that they appear to be listening okay but also i have to fly 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 far far away over the mountains mm-hmm. where i where my spirit can can live and not in not be too pre- not be like have this enforced presence yeah there's such a thing as being too present for sure so what my mom says is listen all those voices in your head and i'm like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that are telling you bad things and i'm like mm-hmm, go on She's like the one that is telling you that, you know, that one day you're going to end up in the back of a cop car with a bag over your head. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. There's that one for sure. I call and him Rudy. She's, and she's like, "Shut and, up, Rudy." you know, the other voices that tell you that everything you've done is for shit. And I'm like, yeah. yep, yep. I got that one. He's standing right next to Rudy. Oh, you'll never do anything worth remembering. Never do anything worth remembering. Mm-hmm. That's right. Everything you touch turns to garbage. All yeah. those voices. And I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. She's like, <laughs> it's like the world's that, saddest
0: barbershop like, quartet. <laughs> and she's like and then You're there's gonna the voice.
1: die alone then there's the watcher and i'm like yeah i know the watcher too yeah oh, there's sure. the watcher that's you know i like to I like i like to think of him as a uh, uh, wolfgang right I, he's wolfgang he sits up in the chair
0: well wolfgang uh, the watcher
1: sure wolfgang <laughs> the watcher and she says that's your real self and i'm like oh boy here we go tell me more about my real self the watcher you need to you need to stand with the watcher and the one that's like worried about the bag over his head in the back of a cop car. And I'm like, there it is again. Mm-hmm. He's right there. She's like, no, no, no. The watcher is the one that knows that that guy is not the watcher, not the run. And I'm just like, I'm so far away. I'm, so, I'm, fl- I'm flying with the eagle so far, mm-hmm. so many mountains away.
0: Right, how are you, how are you, at this point, how are you selling it with your eyes? Were, were you still present in the room as far as your eyes were telling? Not really. I mean, I, was, I, I wasn't I was doing the thing where I was looking over her shoulder at the clock Right. Or I focus was, on one eyebrow. That's another good one.
1: Yeah, I was in there. But the, here's what I know about my mom and sister is once I'm past the point where they're watching me carefully to see if I'm checked out, mm-hmm. they get off into a reverie where they're actually not really paying that much attention to me anymore because they're like they're expounding. You know, okay. they get into ex, they're getting into a, a expositional mode where I can actually start to I can't look at my phone. Right. Mm-mm. I can't really stare at the floor, but I can look away. If I keep nodding, if I keep nodding, I can look away. You know, they're,
0: they're the apex predator and you and you're the deer. If you just stay very still, you might be okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I if I make uh if I make like affirmative mouth noises like oh, mm, 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 mm-hmm, mm. A little bit of I do a lot, quite a bit of that. I'm noticing, like mm. mm. If I keep doing that, if I never go like, well, if I mm-hmm. never make that sound like, mm, mm-hmm. because that's when they pounce. Yeah. If you're like, mm-hmm, yeah, they go, what, what? And it's like, no, no, no. I don't want that. I do not want to engage on this. So I just... you
0: remember when she talked about the watcher and the watchers who you really are in the stack.
1: So I was driving today. I was driving today and I did the thing that every once in a while happens, which is I go I'm back to one of the candidate debates in the city council race from 2015. And I'm sitting up at a dais. This is my imagination. I could be, you know, I could be sitting on a beach somewhere. I could be flying over the mountaintops or I could be sitting, counting all the money that one day I'm going to make. But instead I'm sitting at a dais, uh, three and a half years ago with a bunch of people, uh, quizzing me about what I'm going to do about the sidewalk. You're you're Billy Pilgrim.
0: You're, you're unstuck in time. So I'm stuck in time. Don't you think a little bit like you you see you suddenly realize it's not that time you go, oh, 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 I got really deep. Like you might as well have been there. I was absolutely there. And I
1: was and but I was revisiting the things that I'd said during the debate that I could have said more uh, more betterly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the watcher is like, I am the watcher. Mm-hmm. You are not in a cop car with a bag over your head. You are driving in a in a car many years later. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, right, uh, 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 right, 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 right. Not relitigating that moment. I'm back here. I'm here. I'm watching. I haven't even read these books. I haven't even read the book I need to read to read the book. But you put them near each other. I, I did. They're, I, well, they're not near enough together that I could see the titles of them both. Okay. I see the presence processes right here. I'm going to reach for it. Oh, I can't reach it. Oh. Uh, That's okay. You can go get it. It's going to reach around. It's got a little bit of a reach around. The presence process reach
0: around. Okay. Whoa, I'm, I'm just going to put in it. a ding here. Ah. <coughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash You got to get on the Squarespace, you guys. You can create a beautiful website to turn your cool idea into a new site. You can showcase your work You can have a blog or publish other kinds of content. You can even have a gallery with images. You can sell products and services of all kinds. You can promote your physical or online business. You can even announce an upcoming event or a special project. Basically, whatever you want to do, you can put it on Squarespace. It's so easy to use. Squarespace does this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers, powerful e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online. You get the ability to customize the look and feel of your site, your settings, your products, all with just a few clicks. And everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box, so it looks terrific on every device or dingus. They have a new way to buy domains. You can choose from over 200 domain name extensions. They have analytics that help you grow in real time and built-in search engine optimization. This is free and secure hosting with nothing to patch or upgrade ever. And, of course, if you ever run into any troubles at all, they have 24 by 7 award-winning customer support. I'm a huge fan of Squarespace, the Roderick on the Line podcast that you are listening to right now is hosted entirely on Squarespace. All the audio files, the show notes, the images, everything, it's all on there. I use it for my personal sites. I use it for my ungainly X-Men meetup site. I use it to host all of my playlists for your enjoyment. It's all out there. you got to get on Squarespace. Get on Squarespace. Destiny is calling. It says you need a new website. Pick up. Make it with Squarespace. So please go right now. You check out squarespace.com slash supertrain for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the very special offer code supertrain to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows.
1: Ah, 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 there it is. And we're there back.
0: I got it. Uh, got I Got it. it. Got
1: it got in one. Oh, boy. Personal <sighs> peace is not given to us by others. It arises through our response to ourselves. I'm not sure if that applies to what I was saying earlier, but... Oh, Michael Brown is South African, so that ties back into the your South uh, South African reference he made earlier to apartheid. Oh yeah, he lived a blissfully unconscious life. I never had that, so I so he already was ahead of me before he even started this, because he was
0: blissfully. He, he said, un- "He said, leave it. He says, I don't want that bliss. Give me, give me have, a different kind of, give me a different kind of life."
1: I didn't have blissful unconsciousness, so mm-hmm. I feel like that's what I'm
0: I'm striving for. Why did he not like it? Oh, yeah, that's a lot of my day. A lot of my day is seeking blissful unconsciousness. He was impacted by an acutely painful neurological
1: condition. That That's why he, that threw him out of his blissful unconscious. Okay. His only choice was to alter the quality of his experience, or live in continual suffering. Oh, I see. So this is like hmm. he had—he was motivated. That must have been a tough morning when he realized that. I mean, think about that. You're sitting there. You—you mm-hmm. you and I are just trying to achieve blissful unconscious, and then we're struck.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, you get like uh, you get some kind of like uh, super arthritis or something. Well,
1: it says it didn't say he was struck; it said he was impacted. Mm, I don't care for that. No, that's a weird choice of word. No, the only thing that gets impacted is teeth. Don't, don't use well, that and as a and verb. That, and and uh, if he wrote that, then that makes me wonder about this whole. Um, is that what they mean by written for a fifth grader? Like he uses words like impacted weirdly.
0: This is a trope. There's another one. There's a famous turns out book. That's actually not too bad, but there's a famous turns out book written by a guy who had a bunch of uh, sort of revelations when he was recovering from terrible, terrible burns over most of his body. And it's one of the good turns out books because he realized that when, in this case, because it's important, you got to have this story. This is like, uh, we invented eBay for Pez dispensers. And his story, which I think I have no reason to believe is not true, was that he had discovered that his nurses, in trying to be nice to him and taking off his dressings, realized that the best nurses were the ones who took it off really fast. It hurt super intensely. And then he could get on. Uh huh. And then, But he has all kinds of turns outs. I think his name's Dan Arietti, I want to say. Well, you know, I I am a I am a total proponent really? of the rip the
1: rip the bandaid off. Yeah, like that's my number one philosophy. Rip that bandaid off, feel it hard.
0: Oh, and then I get know. on, scald those balls. But where the yeah, that's right. But where <laughs> the fuck is the blissful unconscious that comes from that? All Predictably irrational. Scald the balls. Predictably irrational. The hidden forces that shape our decisions. Predictably irrational. You should read that. Before you read the other books. I feel like should you read that Watchmen like, I sent you. You should like read Watchmen.
1: <laughs> Every single girl that I've dated in the last 35 years oh, shows up with a uh, p- predictably ir- irrational t-shirt on. <laughs> predictably irrational. Hello. <laughs> oh, it's you again, huh? I'll uh, I'll have a double americano and whatever you're having. <laughs> what color lipstick is that? <laughs> Your hair's not naturally black, is it? No. What uh, what time do you get off?
0: <laughs> Anytime I want. <laughs> So, how long
1: before you can put me in a, put a bag on my head and put me in the back seat of a car?
0: <laughs> is that dress made of felt? <laughs> wait, I even did the joke wrong. Is that mm-hmm. dress felt? Is that dress felt? Yes. Is <laughs> This is why I can't get laid. Excuse <laughs> me, miss. Is that dress made of felt? <laughs> it would look better on my floor. Let me start over. Uh, uh, hang on, so, you're, hang on, in your you're in your truck. You're in your truck. Mm-hmm. You no, driving I was, around? I was
1: in the Jetta this morning, and I have to say, who watch that- the
0: Watcher appears and says, "This is just
1: you're the sky, not the weather." That's right, you're the sky, not the weather. You're the you know, be the be
0: the ball, see the ball, be the ball. It's hard. It's hard to be the ball when you keep talking. <laughs> Cinderella story, tears in his eyes, I guess. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Here he is at Augusta. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> Anyways, um, wow. So, so uh, yeah. Well, so uh,
1: so the, I was in the Jetta this morning, okay. and um, well, I two door, realized two door,
0: four four door, Jetta. It's a four door Jetta, but it's a vr six. Yeah. No, 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 right. no. It's
1: not a wagon. It's a it's a sedan. That's what we have. We have a wagon, but it, but it's got the hot it's got the hot motor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but earlier this year, and I'm talking about in May, uh, the the windshield wipers started to. The windshield wipers were trashed in May, and I was like, oh, I got to replace the windshield wipers, uh, which is an easy job. All you have to do is pull over and buy some windshield wipers and put them on there. But from May until the present, it has not in Seattle rained at all, such that through the entire period from May till now, I did not ever find cause to actually go change the windshield wipers. Now that is insane. That seems pretty off-brand for Seattle. That is insane, and so and we, and all of us that that note the weather, which is to say, all of us old people, when we meet one another coming through the Rye, by which I mean on the Metamucil aisle at the grocery store or whatever, in the middle of the afternoon because none of us work. Yeah. <laughs> we say, "How's it going, boy? It hasn't rained in a while, boy." I'll say dry out there yeah the rhododendrons are really wilted you know this is the kind of conversations that we have old people uh right before the cops come and put a bag over our heads and so i'm driving today and today it's the <laughs> first real rain of the year oh okay and, and as it's the first real rain i came around a corner today and there was a car which had skidded out and crashed into a into a barrier, and was sitting there with the hood munched and steam coming up. And I was like, aww, that makes me feel terrible. Because that person was just driving like they've been driving every day to work since May. Yeah, they're before the
0: grace of God. They took
1: that corner at the same speed they have been taking it for months, and they forgot that when it first rains, Mm -hmm. the streets are very slick. It liberates all that oil that's been sitting on the road. It liberates the oil, and they crashed into a barrier, and it was like I could as I drove past, I was like, "Oh, this day sucks for them," and that feels bad. It was a one-car accident. It wasn't anybody's fault. They just did took yep. the corner a little too fast. Ugh, feels bad. Yep. But so then I'm driving, and I turn the windshield wipers on, and I realize, oh, the windshield wipers. I mean, it basically looks like a flapper's dress now, because there's so the windshield Beated. wipers. They're so no, they're so frayed. Yeah, it's basically like it's basically like a fringe jacket. I feel like I'm I'm in the birds or something because my windshield wipers have all these the, these feathers. Yeah, and uh, and I'm driving along, so I'm like, well, I can't use the windshield wipers because that's so I have to I put them on the setting where they went every like minute, mm-hmm. and I'm driving down the road and I'm thinking people are spinning out uh, right and left, and I'm and I am driving with no windshield wipers. Um, this is where I'm at. Mm -hmm. This is where I'm at in life. This is my presence process. I can't afford to be thinking of being in the back of a cop car with a bag on my head because I am in a present emergency. Yeah. It's a minor, minor, minor league emergency, but it's requiring my full attention. And that's what I have found lately is the solution. And that's why that motorcycle trip was so great. It was six straight days where what I was doing required my full attention. That's what Daniel Kahneman calls system two thinking. Now tell me more about system two thinking. Is is that a book I should read? read?
0: Oh, this is one of the great books. Uh, This is the guy who just invented or co-invented a ton of the stuff that has informed how we think today in terms especially of behavioral economics. But one of his basic bits is system one thinking and system two thinking. And system one thinking is kind of the automatic thinking that you do as you walk around day to day uh fast automatic frequent emotional stereotypic system two thinking slow effortful infrequent logical calculating and that's like when you're really concentrated in something you think fundamentally differently and you call upon different reserves in your mind um uh, yeah that's it's, it's true you're and you can't help but be in the moment really in some ways when you're in system two thinking
1: hmm. cuñada Muntara.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna send you a wikipedia page
1: good uh, for, if, good if, for you and
0: you but you were aware in the moment that you were in the moment
1: I was in the moment and I was aware in the moment and I and I was basically saying like look out for the woman with the gray hair, dig into your memory to recognize the sound.
0: Oh Just you're like,
1: you're like, you're, like you're like a neo you're like, <laughs> you're like a neo. You're like seeing everything. I'm like doing super kung fu's mm-hmm. um or kung fu, I guess. Yes. <laughs> so and I'm and I'm trying to think like how does one have system two thinking? How does one how does one stay on a motorcycle that one is not comfortable driving, uh, all the time, and never be allowed to, uh, start like ruminating on uh, all the things that one should have done back in back in the old days? How does mm-hmm. one do that? How do you think fast and slow? Mm-hmm. Is it Daniel Kahneman going to tell me about this?
0: If you're asking if I'm me. If you're asking yeah. me, you're, you're talking about something that is uh, far from silly up in the cloud stuff, which I would just summarize as remembering to remember. Most of us don't remember to remember. Most of us have, like to bring in another term, monkey mind. Your mind just goes wherever it's going to go unless you make a practice of saying the, the most basic part of mindfulness is realizing that you're thinking something that's remember it to remember well i mean yeah i don't think it's that i don't think it's that frilly i think it, it's just it's just developing like everybody does it once in a while like you get shocked into it when you found that find that somebody died recently or something but like yeah. it's making up the the mindfulness part is making a practice of realizing what it is that you're thinking and then on some level being able to regard it like a watu the watcher and look at it as this thing's happening and like that's that's not who you are it's a thing that's happening i think that's i think that's kind of what it comes down to they might want you to sit down and meditate at some point, but the mindfulness part, like I, I think, a big part of that is the remembering to remember. Just say to yourself, "I am here." Remembering to remember. Are you, I'm, uh, you're probably at this point. You're probably a little bit
1: overwhelmed with advice from your friends. Well, I'm a little overwhelmed, but you know, I'm trying to. I, I do not understand because I always am remembering. What am I remembering in, uh, like? Like well, I, is that I, is
0: when you're having that kind of thought and you're remembering a meeting from when you were running for city council. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm going to put this very I'm going to treat you like maybe a 6-year-old, not a 5-year-old. Sure, 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 sure. But like is that is that a thought you enjoy thinking? No, 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 I don't want that at all. Is it a thought that you think is useful to what you're going to do today?
1: Well, that's debatable, right? I mean, mm-hmm. how many how many times do you Yeah, process... you should suffer. You should suffer. Well, there's that, but also like processing things that have happened is one of the ways that we learn and grow, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's how I've always thought about it. Mm -hmm. So all the times that I sit and run the city council race again, see, I I put my brain trust together again not very long ago for a dim summit, and I sat them down, and, you know, normally we sit and talk about how we're going to make a million dollars. But this time I was like, hey, you know, we've never really talked about the city council run because after it was over we just all pretended that it never happened. Yeah. Um, But let's talk about it. That's called, that's, called the, that's called the Cincinnati Gambit. Let's just act What's like the, it didn't happen. Let's, let's just let, act like the, yeah. nothing happened. We yeah. just spent like nine months all totally being beat up and tortured. And now we're just like going to pretend that everything is going just on. Going have some dim sum. Going mm-hmm. on like it's good. So I was like, did we do a good job? And everybody went around the table and talked about like whether or not we did a good job and how how it felt. And, you know, a lot of the politics, a lot of running for office. Uh, is sort of predicated on whether or not you're going to keep running for office over and over. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of this stuff, a lot of what came out of the conversation was we did a really good job in setting us up to run again. Right. And in deciding not to run again, all of that work kind of, I mean, it, it, we did a really good job at it, but if we don't run again, it, didn't it's just didn't matter it's sort of like it's hmm. not it's not quite like building the framework of a house which you then just leave out in the weeds
0: it's not like building the framework of it's not like building a burning I man mean, and can, then burning let, it let me ask if i'm if i'm interpreting this right that to to look at it in that way and then leave it there um how can i put this it seems like it seems like it, it must be frustrating to you or feel antithetical to your ethos, to leave that unexamined. But then when you do examine it, the upshot seems to be, well, you know, you actually did okay if you think of this as the thing that you're going to do next or again. If it's not the thing you're going to do again, then do you have to accept it as a failure? Right. Kind of? Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, what I So it's, all, want it's, all, it's is... all the difference in the world, depending on how you choose to frame it. So if you tell yourself now, well, I'll definitely be running again, and this will have been good experience, that's very fundamentally different from, like, I tried this one thing and failed, so now I'm a loser.
1: Yeah, what, in a lot of these things, I try, I, I hope, like, there are life experiences, like, for instance, my walk across Europe, where the, where the, um, the result was inconclusive. I did not walk across Europe and write, eat, pray, love afterward and become a successful married person. Is it because you whatever. took that car ride? No, 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 no. I, I, the, the car ride is like a sep- – that's a separate problem. You made your peace with that. I did. <laughs> no, it's because I did not ever like – I didn't – I neither uh, – well, I, I ate and I prayed, but I didn't love. You that didn't was the love. problem. You saw I that girl love. in the window. I did. I saw her in the window. I saw that girl in the in that hotel in bad – had uh Ra- Rolfenstein or whatever mm-hmm. the, the girl in the hotel where i knocked over the knocked over the postcard rack mm-hmm. um but uh <laughs> you but <I'm>, you relive <laughs> moments from your past what <laughs> but I'm, half, I'm 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 i can i can appraise the walk across europe because it is it is a discrete and bordered event it lasted x number of months mm-hmm. there was a beginning and an end and i like I do not look at it and say I would, that would have been more successful if I had continued all the way to Jerusalem. Like I don't, I I, I, I don't sit and dissect it that way. Mm -hmm. I look at it and I go, I should have thrown those boots in the Elba and bought a new pair of boots there at the boot store in Elba, which isn't a place. Hmm. Um, But, but I do not say like, the only useful the only utility of walking across europe was that it be applied to something else which i failed to apply it to and so when i look at the kind of of
0: thing that you would put on like a college uh, in a college essay and it now has a functional component which is like now i can use this for something specific
1: Or it's like going to college, right? I mean, going like walking across Europe is like going to college in that at the end you are done and you can point to it and, and in a way no one can ever take it away from you, right? No one can ever say you don't, we're taking your college away from you. Like once you've done it, it's an accomplishment Yeah, and, and, uh, and same with the walk across Europe, but with the running for office, there's that element of it, which is like, it is a success. If only if you intend to be uh, if if you uh, if you build the next it's like building it's like building the foundation of a building that you don't build. Did you do a good job on the foundation? Yes. Like Otherwise you built it's the, just another unfinished building. Yeah. You built the best foundation anybody's ever seen. But it, without building the building. It doesn't, you, it's impossible to get a group of people together and say, are we proud of this? Because you look at it and you're like, oh, I mean, that's harsh, you know, but I get it. Yes. We did a good job on this foundation, I guess. So yeah, high fives, but we never built the house. And so it's very hard for me to, um, because I do not want to run again like that. I don't want to build on that foundation. Oof. I intentionally didn't build on it in the aftermath. And so now three years have gone by and I could, you know, if I started to run for office again, I could collect some of the energy that I put together, but I didn't do what I should have done, which is immediately take that, that big mailing list and all that name recognition and begin my next run for something. Mm -hmm. And when I talk to people, in the world about it, they're like, "Oh yeah, you absolutely, you know, when are you going to run again? You did a great job." But it's all based on that, like, "When are you going to run again?" And wow, so, so it just kind of keeps keeps hanging there, kind of. It just hangs there. It hangs there, and the uh, the reason, the only reason it doesn't hang there is that I felt so strongly about not wanting to run again mm-hmm. at the end at the end of the race. I walked out of that. I think, that. I think very understandably. Yeah, I walked out of that campaign event and said, that is actually not for me. Um, isn't that funny? Like, uh, if that is really good to know. If I had gotten to the end of that race and thought, oh, man, this is for me, like it would have been, it would have been, well, I would have turned around and started, I guess, I guess what I was afraid of was I would get to the end and go, I don't know, maybe I should do that again. But I didn't like it, but maybe I should, you know, if I, if I was there, I would be in. A lot of pain right now over not running, not pursuing a life in politics, but I felt so definitive about it Mm -hmm. that I don't feel that like that, that cold hand isn't on my shoulder, but still there's no way to, there's no resolve of it. I can never say like, like the whole idea, like, Oh, it's like going to college. You went, you ran for office and you didn't win, but who cares? It was a great experience.
0: I mean, in in your Point of view, if I could say, it's more like saying, "Well, I started college." Um, Maybe like yeah, you didn't even right. finish your first year,
1: uh, or I yeah, or I finished my first year and got great grades.
0: Um, but who cares? You, you know, like great grades in your freshman year. All you've taken is the basic distribution classes, right? Yeah, you need to build on that to get to where you can graduate.
1: Yeah, or something, or I mean, yeah. Anyway, so. So that's just mm. one of about 10,000 things that the, that the guy with the cop with, with the bag over his head is trying to talk to me about while I'm driving. Yeah. Um, you, you really should work on those windshield wipers when you get a minute. Well, I'm, that's the thing. Now it's the rainy season. So Ben Acker, your good friend, Ben Acker was mm-hmm. here this weekend. He, uh, he stayed here at my house last night and I said, uh, well, you know, in the, on Mondays we walk my daughter to school. And he's he was very good. He was very good with Marlowe. And we had breakfast this morning. He made eggs for us. We went over her homework and then we walked to school. And uh we got we got to school and she gave him a uh like a high five and then ran off with her two big back act. And uh and then Ben and I turned and started to walk back and it started this was the beginning of the rain. The rain started <sighs> And it was this northwest rain, and we walked for a while. And Ben said, "What is this?" And I said, "What?" And he said, "Well, the air is full of water, hmm. but there's no. It's not. I wouldn't call it rain. Oh, hence your noise, that kind of rain." And I was like, "Well, this is what it, this is what rain in Seattle looks like. Kind of misty." He's like, yeah, he's like, "But it's not really a. It never. It's not rain, but it's like." Every, everything is wet. My, like every, the air is wet. I was like, yeah, this is yeah. what they talk about when they talk about it raining in Seattle. This is it. I'm just worried that he spun out on the way to the airport because hmm. he's not used to it. Nobody, you know, even the people up here, mm-hmm. they can't keep their cars on the
0: road. So she walks away with the back act <clears throat> and you guys are walking in the rain. He and I walking yeah. in the rain and the snow, but there's nowhere to go.
1: Mm-hmm. I was feeling like a part the of party me was dying. is dying. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking oh, for an answer, answer in a rhyme? In, yeah, well,
0: in his eyes, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, John, the things we do for love. It's really terrible. It's really terrible. How did we end up here? I don't know. I've written some things down, but I'm pretty confused. I think we, at one point we were talking about books. So you and I. Well, I, I felt like this is another classic case where I'm not real sure, but I felt like you were about to... Take your realization about rain, windshield wipers, and the sorrow of the crashed, and then mm-hmm. kind of pivot that back to something about the book. Oh, the book! I don't know. Well, it's your show. I can't read books,
1: like, <clears throat> like my my psychiatrist. I think I talked to you about this. Uh, my psychiatrist decided that um, he he didn't want to recommend Eckhart Tolle or Michael Brown to me because he recognized that I would mm-hmm. stare out the window like silently in, in rolling my inner eye. It's mm-hmm. your third inner eye. My third inner eye just rolling it. He didn't want to do that. He wanted to make it seem smart. He wanted to be smart he wanted to seem smart and he wanted it to be smart enough that I, that he could trick me into reading something about self-help and about mindfulness. And oh, so may, he said, may,
0: maybe make, make uh, make it feel like it's your idea even. Well, he was like, how do you feel about the Greeks?
1: And I was like, fine. Hmm. He said, the Greeks, like the Greek writers. And I was like, I know what oh, you mean.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I feel, I feel fine about them. I, I, call it, I
0: call it South Macedonia.
1: <laughs> South Macedonia. <laughs> uh, that, that's one of those things where you make everybody mad, except the Macedonians. Who the fuck
0: does that? Hey, hey, go change the name of your country.
1: Uh, well, you know, it's, it's like, it, it's like if you lived in, if you were in, uh, South Philadelphia, born and raised. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and
0: <laughs> and your parents had gone on a week's vacation. Uh-huh, uh-huh. If uh, you still if- remember that, you still remember the time you impressed that girl with. Uh- oh, not just impress her. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> But you know, like listeners, listeners were frustrated that I I did not encourage you to tell us more about the time you penetrated. Well, no, because I know that it makes you uncomfortable, and they were uh, having fun with that. I think everybody was having. I'm sex neutral. I would just prefer you do it somewhere else. Do you feel like you're sex neutral? Because I think no, no, I'm sex negative. I'm sex negative. You're sex negative. No, for sure, I'm sex negative. I'm, I'm definitely negative about hearing people talk about it. Yeah, you, you don't should, want to hear should about it. You just go have all the fun you want and just really keep it to yourself. Just keep it to yourself or write about it in places where I don't have to see it. Sure. Right? Like you like could go go write about, a, about it? Yeah, I mean, write like, about it on Medium. If you have fantasies about Sonic the Hedgehog being pregnant, I encourage you to, you know, put that on the page. Is it bird by bird, you know what I'm saying? Just get it on the page. Is that a uh, mm-hmm. is that a fantasy? I guess it must be. I just right? learned, <sighs> I just learned about it. Now I can't unhear it. Rule 34, am yeah. I right? Rule yes, 34. Yes, yes. Okay, wait. So I stopped you. You were about to drop some big science. Oh, uh, so what? But what it was was what? It, what had happened was,
1: um, he said, "Well, what about? Have you ever read Epictetus?" And I was like, mm, "No, I guess. I mean, not specifically. I, I, I know about the Stoics. I know about the Stoics. I've read mm-hmm. all about them." Is he, I'm not a, sure is he a pre-Socratic? Uh, he is, a he's like from, uh, from just about that exact time, right? Okay. He's, um, he's right about the, uh... Oh, he's a Stoic. He was born a right slave. A, he's right post-Jesus. He's b- like born to think a slave in
0: South Macedonia. Mm-hmm. He taught philosophy as a way of life and not just a theoretical discipline. South Macedonia, born and raised. Yep. Um, and,
1: uh, yeah, so he's one of these guys where you, you pick it up, um... You pick it up and you read it and it's full. He's got nice uh, little um, aphorisms, right? He's got little aphorisms where he says things like, uh, we have no power over external things. Hmm. Uh, and, uh, and, and the, the good, good that ought
0: to be the object of our earnest pursuit is to be found only within ourselves.
1: That's right. So this is stuff that we had access to in 55 AD, right? It's all it's all written down. Um and so but but so my psychiatrist I think uh, wisely thinks maybe if I maybe if I send him to Epictetus he will he'll be like sitting in a cafe with his Epictetus uh and uh looking over at the girl with black hair and two red lipstick and going like hey what are you reading oh mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just reading Epictetus. No, no yeah. I'm just learning Excuse it's me. all inside myself, whatever. He's like a Stoic, uh, like yeah. a Greek Stoic, but he's really helping me. Uh, I like to know. talk about it, but yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. But anyway, so what are you reading? Oh, Eckhart Tolle. Oh, yeah, the, you know, actually, there's a lot. Th- these books have a lot in common. Hmm. What are you doing later?
0: You, you um, think that's what
1: he's thinking? Oh, do I, do I look? Do uh, you think I'm a little old for you? Well, well
0: I mean, age is just a number. Yeah. Not many of Epictetus' writing survives, but... epictetus they got a cream for that now.
1: <laughs> um, but Epictetus, it turns out, is one of these guys that is, like, really, uh, like, uh, it's not quite, it's not quite, like, Sun Tzu, but it's, he's one of the ancients that the, that the guys around, you know, like, Pentagon guys and smarty-pantses that are that are uh it's it's the presence process for the people that like to talk about marcus aurelius oh okay and so i but i resist so i saw through this Mm -hmm. ruse and uh and oh and so i was looking at the books on his shelf and i saw
0: (laughs) he's so cool if it was all old archie comic digests. (laughs) it might have been but but they had jughead it's largely aphoristic
1: They had the, uh, they had the, they might've been like, uh, Archie comic digests, but they had, uh, the, the dust covers of like the Greeks. Right. And so I was like, oh, you have some, you have a right here. And he was like, oh, do I? Oh yes, I? I do. As a matter of fact. And I was like, ah, I see. Epictetus is one of five authors that you decided in the course of your many years of school that were going to be your oh ap- he's that guy rioters. you know what I mean like, yes that's me oh, and Heraclitus yes yeah, I know are, you
0: get you get a pet you get a pet Greek and uh, then you try to foist it on everybody go read Heraclitus shut up yeah, yeah. you get your pet Greek exactly mm-hmm. you could be a you could be into Parmenides but you'd be wrong. And then you decide that you're
1: a Hemingway guy or oh, Jesus. you're an F. Scott Fitzgerald guy. And it's like, stop it. Don't yes. do that. Don't, don't do that.
0: You're not. You You do not. Jack I don't want to read. I don't want to read Franny and Zoe. Quit talking about it. Yeah, exactly. Could you please stop, stop, stop talking about it?
1: Stop a talking about Franny and Zoe. I think I have a Franny book you would
0: really like. It's
1: called you know, Franny and Zoe. Have you ever read The Old Man and the Sea? Oh my God!
0: You are talking about The Old Man and the Sea by Hemingway? You know oh what? Oh my! I'm God. actually more of a
1: Steinbeck guy. You know what I mean? But I can, I'll definitely get with your. I'll, get, I'll read your Hemingway. I'm just not that. I'm sort of more of a of a Bukowski guy.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I like it, but I would say I used to be into that, but I'm really more into jazz and classical now. Is that right? Yeah, like Tower of Power. Oh, yeah, so that kind of Or Mauler. Uh-huh. Sh- <laughs> Mauler, I barely knew her. I prefer the Russians. Oh, the Russians. It's a, yeah. I like the films of Tartovsky. have you ever seen the films of Tarkovsky? Oh have- my god, you should watch The Mirror. It's so good. Did you know that, that, you the, sh- that? the sheltering sky
1: is <gasps> behind Stings uh the Sahara?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: i Yeah, that's true. I'm kind of a Paul Bowles guy.
0: Yeah, I. You know, I really feel like Tree of Life was so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, uh, ver- verisimilitudinous uh-huh. and I. Verisimilitudinous. I, verisimilitudinous. It's a green. A Green. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I read that when I was in high school. I guess it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah.